Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Tom O'Connor, a consultant, speaker, and writer focused on innovative litigation support systems. He is a member of the Global Advisory Board for the Association of Certified E-Discovery Specialists and the author of E-Discovery for the Rest of Us. Hi, Tom. How are you? Harry, how are you? Great to talk to you. I'm well, and I'm honored to be speaking with you today. So tell us about your background and your consulting practice. Oh, I started off many, many years ago in a galaxy far, far away as a humble paralegal. I actually tried to go to law school for a year immediately after college. Law school and alcoholism, nah, it didn't mix so well. So um, I dropped out of law school, or they kind of asked me to drop out, and then got a job as a paralegal and was working on big document cases, which got me dragged into the world of legal automation back First thing we ever used, first program we ever used was the DOS version of summation. So for some of our readers, that'll that'll give you a little time frame here. And then I got dragged kicking and screaming like many of us into the world of e-discovery. So picked up a law degree, went to law school nights along the way from the uh, Acme Law School in Akron, Ohio. And that's it. Just been doing uh, focusing really for the last 15 years or so on, on e-discovery but also for small firms in the non-AMLAW 100 world. I live in New Orleans, so do a lot of work with the New Orleans bar, the Mississippi bar, folks down here in the away from the big city world who don't necessarily have the resources of a lot of the other uh, fellow practitioners in the big cities. You are the author of E-Discovery for the Rest of Us. What inspired you to write that book? In doing my work, and especially talking at shows like the ABA Tech Show or what is now called Legal Week, I was on the planning board for both of those shows way back when, and there was just a scarcity of programs and applications for the smaller firm. But conversely, 70% of the attorneys in the country work in a firm of less than 10. So it just seemed like a natural that we had to write something for people who weren't working in a big firm in a big city. Even the biggest firm in New Orleans has like 150 lawyers. I don't know where that would sit in the pecking order in New York, but it wouldn't be near the top in terms of size. What are the key themes that you want readers to understand? The thing is, if you're a small firm, medium-sized firm, really up to 100 attorneys or so, and you think that e-discovery is only for big cases uh, in the federal arena. That's not true. All the data that's out there in the world today, data on cell phones, data on websites, data that's going back and forth over the internet in email, as attachments, in text messages, all of that type of data is potential evidence in a lawsuit. And in fact, from statistics that we see around the country, the number one case type for e-discovery requests in the country for several years now has been domestic cases, not a big arena federal MDL type case. Think if there's a theme, it's that you need to understand e-discovery because you have e-data and you may be called upon to, 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 to produce it 
states are, I think we're up over 40 now, with a duty of technical competence being passed by either the Bar Association or, or a specific court rule. So you need to understand what this is just from your ethical obligations. And finally, that it's affordable now. This isn't a question of having to spend the same price point that big firms do for large amounts of data. There are solutions, cost-effective solutions for smaller firms. And we point out some of those in the book. What are the most common e-discovery mistakes you want readers to avoid? The most common e-discovery mistake is assuming that it's all email and I can just go copy it onto another site and then produce it if I want. And that is to say, there's not an understanding of the wide diversity of data that is available as potential evidence, some of which I mentioned just a minute ago. And secondly, that getting it, finding it, and preserving it is simply a question of doing a copy, a simple copy, when in fact, that's not a forensically sound way to preserve data in simplest terms, simplistic terms, if you will. Copying a file, a folder, a drive, a phone will change metadata, which means you don't have a true copy of the original, which can get you in hot water. So be aware of the many types of data that are out there that you need to consider and be aware of how to preserve those in a manner that makes them in the, saves them in the, in the same format and with the same metadata that they had when they were created. How has the pandemic impacted e-discovery? Well, two ways. The first, of course, is that it's finally brought home to everybody that all these ways about working remotely that we've been talking about for the last five years are really true and they really work. So a lot of collaboration, if you will, even not just with other firms or co-counsel or co-parties, but now with the courts as the pandemic has forced remote appearances for everything, and even inside your firm, as many members of the firm have been working from home. So it's brought home the fact that working in the cloud is not something that's really any more dangerous than, than working at your office and can be extremely secure and, and an extremely easy way to work. I think the other thing that it's done in terms of specifically in e-discovery, though, has impacted my practice more than anything else, is that courts have been shut down for a long time in, in many locations. And as courts are finally reopening, that means that business is starting to pick up. But again, in a simplistic term, when there were no trial dates, there were no discovery cutoff dates. So a lot of discovery was being pushed to the side and people, although they were catching up on processing and review of data that they may have accumulated, they weren't doing anything with it, which means in the ultimate sense, and the most important to me, my phone wasn't ringing. And so I actually considered putting a Maytag repairman's hat on my head there for a little while. But now that the pandemic is somewhat under control and courts are opening up, we're seeing that open up again. So the business that has the, the trials that have been in hiatus for a while uh, are starting to gear back up again. How can listeners obtain a copy of eDiscovery for the rest of us? As of today, which is August the 26th, 
as of today, it's only available on my website, uh, which is golfltc.org. If you go to the tab at the top that says shop, uh, you can purchase it there. It's an ebook, so you can download it there. People who are members of the EDRM and ASETs should be receiving an email from those respective organizations within the next week that will give them a 50% discount off the the list price, which is a meager $45. It's a relatively short book at a reasonable price so that everybody can afford it. But ASETs and EDRM members will be receiving an email from those respective organizations with a 50% discount coupon to apply at that site. And then we'll do some um, announcements within the next week or so that'll broaden places where the book might be available. But for today, my website, golfltc.org. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Tom O'Connor, a consultant, speaker, and writer focused on innovative litigation support systems. He is a member of the Global Advisory Board for the Association of Certified E-Discovery Specialists and the author of E-Discovery for the Rest of Us. Tom, thanks so very much and best of luck with your new book. My pleasure and thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.